0: If students aren't getting the same college educational and networking experience during COVID, will employers place the same value on their education when they graduate? We're going to talk about it with our co-host, Liz Sagrand, author of The Rocket Years and Fast Company Writer. It is Tuesday, October 13th. Let's talk money with our friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends Podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up Podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City.
1: Hi, I'm Liz Zegren, and I'm the author of a new book called The Rocket Years, How Your 20s Launched the Rest of Your Life. Uh, and I'm also the a staff writer at Fast Company. But really for this conversation, I think I'm going to be drawing from the research that I did for my book because I have spent a lot of time thinking about how the decisions we make in our 20s play out in the decades to come. And I think that we're at this really fascinating time for people in their 20s because there is this kind of cataclysmic event that is happening now. We're all watching it happen. And the question is, what are the ripple effects going to be um, across an entire lifetime? I think that's a really fascinating question.
0: And you're, by the way, you're coming to us from just outside Boston.
1: I'm coming to you from right outside Boston. Um, I have a PhD. I, I, you know, I was thinking about becoming a professor. So I'm very, um, I'm very thoughtful. I I think a lot about, um, you know, young people in colleges. And my husband is actually a professor uh, at Harvard, which is why we're here in Boston. And so this this is definitely something I'm very passionate about. Hold that thought.
0: Let me get through the rest of the intro here. On Money with Friends, we talk about the latest personal finance headlines and the insights and wisdom of our fantastic of thought, fantastic cast of thought leaders, including. Liz, Um, we mix in questions and comments from our money friends. I leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. And by the way, I am so excited. I am speaking at this year's mama's talk money summit. The summit is a five day virtual event over 40 speakers. It started on Monday. It goes through this Friday, all women and moms all ready to help you guys feel more confident with your money and reach your goals. Also, if you just love moms, you can you can be part of this too. If you have moms that you care about and you want to help them learn about money, go to moneywithfriendspodcast.com forward slash Mamas Talk Money for your free ticket, and you will get access to any sessions that you missed if you sign up this week while it is going on. Liz, you are brimming with accomplishment. Our audience here live on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter is in awe of you. We're starting a little bit later than we expected because they already had questions asking about your book. And of course, we can now call you Dr. Liz. We now know because you're a PhD. So welcome to the
1: show. Thank you so much.
0: Um, As you mentioned, as we mentioned, you've got this book. Tell us quickly about the book before, because we want some context before we get into our story for the day. It's called The Rocket Years, uh, How Your 20s Launched the Rest of Your Life.
1: So basically, when I entered my early 30s, I woke up one day and realized that so many pieces of my life had fallen into place. You know, I'd recently gotten married. I had a new child. um, I had finally found a job that I really loved, but I wasn't clear about... Exactly what decisions I had made that had created this life that is not only my life now, but is going to set the trajectory of my life for the decades to come. And so I really wanted to investigate this question. So I spent two years looking at the big decisions that we make in our 20s, ranging from careers to decisions about love and starting a family to just um, you know, all a lot of different things that that a lot of us are not necessarily thinking about, like our activism, our hobbies, our faith, our fitness habits, um, and I put all of that into this book that I I have to offer you all now.
0: Which I love, I love this book. I heard about you through the grapevine. I had you on Financial Growing Up. Now I'm so happy you're part of our team for this current season. Um, we're going to be talking about a story that. Is so appropriate to what you're covering. I can't wait to hear what you have to say about it. It has to do with college and the long term impact of all this weirdness that's going on on the college campuses with the COVID restrictions and stuff. This is not your average freshman experience. But first, let's see which one of our friends is going to lead us into today's headline.
1: Hey, it's Paul from the Crazy Money Podcast. Just like hanging out and chatting about the news, that's why I tune in to Money with Friends.
0: All right. The headline we're going to discuss comes to us from the New York Times. It is by Barry Fazio. It is called The First Semester of College Has Never Been Stranger. Now, a new thing on the show, I'm going to summarize it. If you want to read the full article, the link to it will be on our YouTube page. Just go to YouTube, search for Money with Friends, or you can always go to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com, and look at the date that this originally came out. The article talks about the fact that the pandemic has made it harder to meet people. Classes and clubs, of course, moved online. Students are eating alone. The piece also talks about that you know a lot of the social aspect, even in person, is not opportunities to connect with peers because they're masked and they're six feet away. So the question is, you know, they're not getting this networking, and that is a big part of the on-campus experience that is not being replaced. There's been this rhetoric going on, Liz, and we've talked about this about how well we're seeing that maybe colleges, you know, could just all go online and, and the skills can be taught. Through Zoom, why have this whole infrastructure and everybody's living on campus? Um, you have some very strong opinions here.
1: Yeah, you know, it's true that college uh, and universities in general, especially in the United States, uh, are built on an infrastructure that is not very wise and that is um, that is actually kind of crumbling. Right? There's this whole system where students are paying astronomical amounts of money and they're spending this time in college, uh, living in these like beautiful campuses. Um, and, um, and then there's a a tenure system where there are some professors who are kept on staff essentially until they decide to retire or they pass away, um, which, which is a very expensive proposition. And then there are, um, lots of poorly paid grad students and adjuncts who are basically keeping uh, the education going. So, so it was it was not a smart system to begin with, right? And so right. I think that right. this crisis is kind of exposing um, how financially unsound university was in general. And I think that there, there are things that are gonna come out of this that will hopefully make college better and, and more um, and more sound as a business model. But that said, Um, I don't think that the answer is to digitize everything, because I think that what is clear is that a lot of what people learn about in college comes from conversations that they're having with one another, with with other smart young people, with with teachers in classrooms. Um, You know, a lot of the best insights that they're getting come from the serendipitous things that cannot be planned, right? And so I I just think that you know we're learning right now in real time that completely digitizing it is not the answer. Um, And so, like, yeah, I, I think that the question now is, you know, how these students are going to have to be resilient and bounce back and make the best of the of the experience that they have, so that they leave college with something to really offer their employers, you know, in a, in a few years from now. I think that, that is really what it's coming down to.
0: The question that we pose, though, is will this experience and the fact that they're not having the networking that you usually have, how will that impact their opportunities when they graduate school?
1: Yeah. Tell me a little bit about what people said. I mean, did, 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 did the average uh, person think that this, this was going to be a problem for them?
0: So we did ask on our Instagram, we asked our money friends at moneyfriendspod. Everyone should be subscribing to our Instagram polls. Will today's freshmen be at a disadvantage when they graduate? Uh, and the options were i'm going i'm going to put it to you to guess what they said liz um no difference or that there will be a disadvantage how many people said there'll be a disadvantage they will be at a disadvantage
1: i don't know <laughs> I, I i would say that I would say that they would be at a disadvantage. Um, Is that not what what most people thought?
0: Well, you know, we had over 50 people vote in the last couple hours, and we said uh, 39% said they would be at a disadvantage. 61% said no difference. So what do you make of that? I mean, that's still a lot of people, almost 40%, said this is going to have a long-term impact on their career prospects.
1: So here's what I think. I think that it's really – going to come down to individual students to take their own education into their own hands. I think that that we're at a point now where people cannot be p- passive, where students cannot be passive about what is going on, right? The system around them is is kind of uh, crumbling a little bit. You know, they're not getting uh, necessarily what they feel like they're paying for, like all of the social interactions, the network that they're, that they're supposed to be building, even, you know, like a good education in the classroom, right, they're not getting a lot of what, you know, they signed up for. Um, and so I really think that this really comes down to young people saying, look, you know, I'm, I'm graduating in four years, it's likely that the landscape, the, the workplace landscape, and, and corporate America is going to look different at that point. What am I going to do to adapt to that? You know, how am I going to build networks virtually? Like, am I going to proactively go out there and connect with, um, you know, with with people on LinkedIn or, or you know, set up phone? Um, you know, phone informational interviews with people because I can't, I'm not going to be able to go to a career fair this year. You know, I think it's going to really come down to that. And so I kind of think that that breakdown makes sense, right? Because I think that there are, there are some people um, who, who at 20 just are just not ready to be like making those kinds of decisions and taking, and taking their future into their own hands, right? Um, so I actually think that that makes a lot of sense.
0: And we did ask people to elaborate on their answers. So um, we have Kay Seeger said, talk to your professors. They know it's difficult and will probably be willing to help.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, And I also think that, um, I mean, in some ways, I think that this is actually pretty good preparation. This is a good time for them to be sort of thinking about how to do things remotely because i think that what we're learning is that um you know remote work is kind of here to stay that lots of companies are going to be shifting to a new kind of work right and i was actually talking to my husband about this i think the people who are going to suffer the most in this context are people who don't have networks because it's in the process of being in an office being in a workplace that you start to build the networks that will be helpful to you in the decades to come, and I think that that people who don't have those networks are sort of inherently going to have a harder time. Um, but you know, kids who are in college now—they're they're obviously very stressed out and disappointed with the way things are playing out in front of them. But eventually, they're going to sort of adapt and figure out what it, it takes to forge relationships in this kind of way to expand their network, what whatever that means, right? Like it could be you know, Zoom cocktail hours, and which sounds so lame. Um, but, you know, that's, you know, that might be the new way that people network. Right. And um, they're going to be so good at it. And, and, you know, and I have a lot of faith that they'll they'll be ready for the new workplace when it's when it arrives. Right.
0: Right, I mean, they're look, they're all in it together. Um, let me read some more of the feedback from our audience. We have really cursed really Kristen says, "Just do the best you can. That's all we can do anyway, or also just wait for college if possible. Take a gap year. You might not even need the degree. And I know that's something you have very strong feelings about.
1: Yes, I do. Um, I think that what we've seen is that As I was working on my book, this was a question that came out: like, is a college degree worth it anymore? And I actually saw that it is actually, you know, people who have college degrees tend to uh, have you know better lifetime earnings. And that, but that's not the only, you know, that's not the only thing that matters, particularly to people who are you know in their twenties today, right? The more important thing for them. Is finding work that aligns with their values and their passions. That is their number one concern. In fact, the data shows that that is actually much more important to them than even finding love in their 20s. Uh, finding a career that is fulfilling is the number one thing that they care about. And I think that what we've seen is that people who go to college actually have more opportunities to find work that really aligns with, with their values and their passions. Now, One thing that I did find is that actually getting additional degrees is actually a much more questionable thing. During times of crisis, it's quite common for people to kind of hide away from the workforce because it's so hard out there that they just pick pick up new degrees, right? Because it's like, well, I'll come out of this with an additional degree. That is actually a much more questionable thing. A lot of people who have done that have found themselves in a lot of debt. Um, And not really and actually more pigeonholed right with fewer options because now they have a law degree or now they have a very specialized degree. Um, So that actually, you know, might want to think twice about that. But I think that college inherently, you know, is still a valuable thing.
0: I think so too. Um, a couple more comments just to get in before we wrap up. We've got Wade saying college can be super stressful, continue to see friends and family, but in a socially distanced way. Sarah is saying this too shall pass. And, um, let's see, we can get one more in. Um, oh, our friends over at Westwood one said network, even virtually safely make as many valuable connections as you can. So final words before we get into our takeaways, Liz.
1: Well, it's interesting. Um, one of our lovely, uh, live viewers on Facebook, and that says that, you know, the college experience is not a phrase in Canada and other countries, and it might be phased out in the United States too. I actually hope that that's not true. Uh, I, I didn't grow up in this country. I actually grew up in Singapore, where the education system is very different. People tend to live at home. It's not immersive, um, and it, it's not an experience, right? And I actually, you know, my family, you know, we you know, we we, we invested a lot in my education so that I could come out here and get this this, this very unique thing called the American, you know, college experience. And I think it's, a, it's valuable. I think that you learn a lot, your mind expands because of this liberal arts system that is like unique to the United States. And so I hope that, I think that it, it, it could be renovated. This experience could stand to be changed. It could, they, they could try and make it more affordable so more, more people can have it, but I hope that it doesn't go away.
0: I agree. All right. Let me take a break and quickly tell everybody about a project that I'm involved with and I'm very proud about. And that is the Mama's Talk Money Summit. It is happening right now through the end of the week. If you're a mom, you don't want to be as stressed out about your finances. You want to feel more confident. Or if you have moms that you care about and you want to help them feel more confident about money, this summit is going to help you get there, yes, even in 2020. There are over 30 sessions with amazing women from personal finance, career, business experts, people like Lennon Doyle are there, Claire Wasserman from Ladies Get Paid, and I am there as well. I will be there on Thursday. Um, the content is about creating you know, a thriving mindset. You've got, you know, things like budgeting and investing and building wealth, careership, entrepreneurship, and teaching your kids to be financial rock stars. There's also live Q and a with the speakers. As I said, I'll be doing that on Thursday and maybe most enticing list. There's a lot of freebies and giveaways. There's not just workbooks and templates. There's over $10,000 in free giveaways. Um, so, go to moneywithfriendspodcast.com forward slash Mama's Talk Money. You can get a free ticket there. Here's the key. If you sign up now, you're going to be able to access any sessions that you miss. So it's really important that you sign up now. Moneywithfriendspodcast.com forward slash Mama's Talk Money. Get your free ticket and then you will have access to any sessions that you miss. Liz, let's talk about our takeaways. What do you think?
1: So I think that the main thing to remember, if you are in college now or are, or love somebody who's in college now and want to advise them is that this is the time to be adaptable and resilient. And this is the time to, to take your own future into your own hands. And, um, and I, you know, and I have a lot of faith that young people have the wherewithal to do that.
0: I, that is so wise and such great advice because we need that support and that encouragement. There's so much going on. I mean, look, the pandemic has put education online many people have in turn questioned the value of that college lifestyle that you were talking about, Liz, and they've ad- advocated for just these skill-driven courses. And of course, that there are some people for whom that is right. And sometimes people don't have the choice because of finances. But I do hope that colleges can find a creative way to make sure their students aren't left behind their older peers. And as you point out, Liz, to also maybe use this as an opportunity to rethink their approach to education and to do the fine tuning that is long overdue. Before we let you go, I know you're going to be back tomorrow with another show. Tell us how people can get in touch with you and of course, get their hands on the rocket years, how how your 20s launch the rest of your life.
1: So you can follow me at all the socials. I go by Liz Seagren um, on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, and definitely, if you're interested in my book, definitely pick it up. Uh, the easiest way to get it right now is on Amazon. So search for The Rocket Years by Elizabeth Seagren. Um, I, I would love for you to go to your local um, independent bookstore to pick it up if you can. But if not, Amazon is, is there and delivering.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Liz. I will be back with Liz tomorrow. We're going to be talking about relationships and the cost of when things don't work out because of the coronavirus. We have some really, oh my gosh, statistics that will surprise you and some great advice about how you can keep it together and move forward and get through this together. So join us tomorrow. Um, Oh, and I forgot. Don't forget to follow all of us. Liz is at at Liz Sigran, L-I-Z-S-E-G-R-A-N. We are at Money Friends Pod on Instagram and on Twitter, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye.